Yo, what's going on, Internet? The Block Hokage here, aka TBH. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you back to my show, Hokage Thoughts, the show where ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you choose to listen to this show. Today, in which I'm recording, is March 21st, 2020, and uh, I'm now on day six of my personal quarantine. Don't worry, I'm not sick, but I am trying to do my part to be a decent citizen and contain this goddamn coronavirus. <sighs> Man, the world is going to shit since the last podcast. I'm not going to lie. It's crazy. The last podcast dropped like two weeks ago. And since then, fucking, they shut down the NBA, the NHL, the MLS, fucking, and everything else in between. City, states, they fucking shutting down. Fucking Cali is getting shut down. Down here in Florida, we got a curfew now. Like, it is no fucking joke. Please wash your fucking hands. Please be a decent person. Be considerate of others. The best way to curb this fucking disease, this virus, is to be considerate of your neighbors just do your part to be a decent person please please so we can get because i'm not gonna lie man this shit is fucking with me like i've been in the house for like six days straight and i'm a homebody i like to play games and watch anime but don't get it twisted i also like to go out the main thing i like to do is i like to go out and eat i love going to like restaurants and shit like that i'm the type of person that like i'll hop on yelp i'll hop on google and i'll be like come on bae let's go try something new or she'll say the same thing let's go try something new and we'll just look for something with at least four four and a half stars five and we'll go just try to taste the best food in the city and shit and i'm not gonna lie i miss doing that like i want to go out and eat good food again bro i'm fucking tired of eating fucking canned food in my house I'm tired of eating ramen and fucking Easy Mac and shit. I'm running out of eggs and there's no meat in the grocery store. Y'all motherfuckers is buying up all the toilet paper, acting crazy because apparently the coronavirus makes you shit or something. I don't know. The point being is I just, even though I am a homebody, I don't like the idea that I can't leave my home. Like they, like, I wasn't tripping too much because I have a gym in my complex, my apartment complex. Um, but they shut down the gym. They shut down all the amenities in my building. So I literally cannot leave my building now. I literally can't do anything. Fucking there's a curfew now. It's just the idea of lack of freedom. Like I like to go out for walks. I don't want to go out because you motherfuckers in there. Please society, please just be nice to one another for once so we we can get it back together. Cause I'm not going to lie. This cabin fever is kicking in. It's really annoying. I still been doing like at home fucking jailhouse workouts. I've been doing push-ups, sit-ups. I have a jump rope and I have like enough space in my spot to where like I can jump rope uh, comfortably. So I've been doing a lot of jump rope and like jumping jacks, push-ups, sit-ups, stuff like that. I've been looking squats. I've been looking for like some at-home workouts and shit. But it's really annoying to do an at-home workout and then right after you just sit back down or you just go fucking take a shower and you just sit back down in the same spot. Like I'm getting cabin fever. I'm not going to lie. This shit is annoying. Um, Niggas are sitting in Discord all fucking day talking like losers and shit. This shit is annoying, bro. It is not the way. But that's that's beside the point. Listen, man, just just be kind to one another. Um, before we get into the show, um, just know, just make sure to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps. Uh, let me talk. I can't fucking talk. I can't fucking talk. See the cabin fever. The cabin fever. I don't know what that is. I apologize. Uh, please make sure to rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps move my show up the algorithm. Um, which brings in new listeners. If you want to financially support the show, head over to redcircle.com slash Hokage Thoughts, and you can donate whatever amount that you see fit. Okay, <clears throat> before we get into it, we're talking about gaming, TV, questions, all that shit we got from y'all. Got a couple news stories for you, you know what I'm saying? We're going to hop into it. Let me open. This is some, um, 
this is some really interesting shit, man. I'm not gonna lie. Hold up. There it goes. It's open. All right, let me switch over to the article side of things. Since the last podcast, a news article came out that revealed world-renowned, super popular social media outlet, TikTok. Their guidelines say not to promote posts by ugly and poor people. Let's read a little bit of this, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, ugly and poor people. TikTok directed its moderators to prevent people with ugly facial looks or who shot videos in the slums or uh, delipulated houses. What the fuck does that mean? I'm going to guess poor, but from having their posts promoted to the widely viewed for you section. Um, let me get down to the point. Um, let's see. Reveals intentional posts from. Yeah, so uh, for those of you unaware, Earlier this year, there was a there was a story that came out that they don't like basically the LGBT community. They don't want to promote them and they don't want to promote fat people. But now it's also ugly people and poor people. So that's four things right there. Um, they said that they're banning people who have abnormal body shapes, beer bellies, ugly facial looks and too many wrinkles. The most interesting part of this article, because I just want to summarize this right. The guidelines also ban videos from people who appear to be poor. Cracked walls or old video decorations are enough to have videos suppressed according to leaked guidelines. These are internal guidelines. These aren't like their public things or whatever. And this is crazy to me for like a multiple. Like I thought the point of like TikTok was to create content, but apparently when you upload it, they have some type of software that's analyzing your fucking background. And if there's too many cracks in your wall, they say, whoa, whoa, whoa. You live in the ghetto. You're not allowed to use you're not allowed to use our platform to fucking create content, which is actually sad in itself. Like, it's funny when you sit here and think about this story, like a little bit, like just reading the headline. But then when you actually think about it, it's actually really sad in the sense that like they're targeting poor people. Like you have too many cracks on your wall or whatever. Like, what if like TikTok or like social media was a means for you to get out of the hood? And now that you can't, you can't even do it. You Even if you create creative videos, it doesn't matter because there's cracks on your wall. Like, this is the type of shit that people will be talking about when they say a system, like, oppresses them or whatever. But, I mean, this is, like, a Chinese app. They can do whatever the fuck they want, I guess. Um, China. Uh, this is interesting, man. I'm not gonna lie. And then, also, what... Who who defines what's ugly, you know? Beauty is in the, behi- the eye of the beholder, right? They said, uh, like, ugly facial expressions are too many wrinkles and stuff like that. Like, there's some, like, wrinkly dogs that are really cute. Like, are they considered ugly? Like, I don't know. Like this is just a, this is a slippery slope. And I think what's really interesting about this is this news article came out and they were talking about how these are leaked guidelines. And I can confirm that this stuff is true. There is some shady stuff going on behind the scenes in terms of TikTok and how they promote their users. Um, like, I mean, even if you think about it, like the times that I have used TikTok on the for you page, I only get suggested like very, very beautiful, beautiful, like attractive people. Like you don't really see too many average looking or ugly people on the app. And that I always thought that was kind of weird. And now we see why. And I can confirm that this story about these lead guidelines is true. And I can't listen. I can't tell you who my source is. You're just going to have to take my word for it. But I know somebody who knows somebody who works at TikTok and they have confirmed that this shit is true. They don't like ugly people. They don't like LGBT people. They don't like fat people. And they don't like poor people. So basically, if you're not a blue-eyed, blonde-haired, or like a light-skinned person, good luck on TikTok. Interesting story. The question is, are people going to stop using this app? Uh, I don't think too many people care because that's the society we live in. What people really care about is not catching this coronavirus. And that's actually my... Um, my next story that I wanted to talk to you about a quick little bite real quick. Uh, we were talking about this earlier about the quarantine shit. I don't know how many of you saw this story right here. <sighs> I hate to break it to you, ladies and gentlemen, but the sales of Corona beer are down 
because citizens in the world think that they'll catch corona. Well, I don't want to say the world because I'm pretty sure this is an American thing. Uh, people in America think that they'll catch the coronavirus <clears throat> if they drink Corona beer. Do we really need to remind you that you can't catch Corona from drinking Corona? Apparently we do. <sighs> okay, let me let me summarize this one for you. Uh, a survey conducted by public relations uh, firm polled that 737 adults over the age of 21 on their opinion of the Corona beer, and they found that 38% would not buy the beer under any circumstances following the coronavirus outbreak. And for those who regularly drink Corona, 14% said they wouldn't order. They wouldn't order it at a public venue, while 4% said they stopped drinking it altogether. Beverage giant Consulting Brand, which brews blah, 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 said in a statement to CN that its consumers understand there's no link between the... Listen, this is... I read this article, and this is, this is the type of shit why people hate America, bro. I'm not gonna lie. As an American, this shit is embarrassing to read, bro. No, no, man, we can't drink the Corona, man. Like, we're gonna get Corona. Like, I don't know why I did that accent, but... <laughs> like, like, and then the fact that they said they wouldn't order it in public. <laughs> like, <laughs> people are so worried about what other people think about the coronavirus. They won't order a Corona beer because as soon as people hear the word, they probably think like, oh, that person's got Corona. We gotta get out of here. Like, we can't drink the fucking beer. So, I'm not saying... And I think the irony of this whole situation is a situation like this where people are like self-quarantining and staying in the house all fucking day. You would think people would probably want to drink more, even though I wouldn't encourage that because that's not a good way to deal with your problems. That's not what I'm saying. But like, you know, it's people are known for drinking to deal with their problems. You would think this is what they would want to do. Drink some Corona beer to make the day pass by a little bit quicker. But nope, they're scared they're going to get the coronavirus. So now the sales of Corona is down. I'm not telling you to go out there and buy Corona beers to support them. I don't drink. I don't give a fuck about alcohol. Just thought the fun, the story was funny. Something worth sharing. A little, you know, I know I like, you know, I like to kick these podcasts off by sharing like interesting little tidbits about dumb shit that's going on in society. But that's all I got for the quick news bits. Let's get into the the meat and potatoes of the podcast. So on the gaming side of things, because you know I'm known for the gaming side of the things. Um, we got a few stories as well as I'm gonna talk about my thoughts on Warzone, Call of Duty um i saw the my hero movie heroes rising so i'm gonna talk a little bit about that and then i took some questions from you guys on twitter so make sure to follow me on twitter at mr underscore i keep it real you know, whenever i'm about to do a podcast i always put a tweet out saying hey guys i'm working on show notes for the next podcast submit your questions here and maybe you'll appear on the next episode i'll try to answer the questions um so let's get into the gaming side of things first things first i want to talk about call of duty Warzone. for those of you unaware since the last podcast Call of Duty dropped an update that takes another 100 million gigabytes off your PS4, PC, or Xbox, whatever you choose to play on, except for Switch, because they don't got it. And uh, this new mode is called Warzone. It is free to play. It is. It includes two modes. It's a BR mode, Battle Royale, and then another mode called Plunder. Um, BR is self-explanatory. Uh, you drop down with 150 people into a big-ass map, and the last man standing or the last team standing wins. And then Plunder is basically um what's it called um uh, it's the best way to def- i would say honestly it's the division pvp dark zone mode so basically it drops you down into a uh the, the same map and you have to go around looting and collecting money and guns and stuff and then you deposit that money into pi- into big piggy banks and whoever ends up with the most money at the end wins it's basically fucking the division but the thing is when you call in the helicopter to take away your money on the piggy bank it alerts everybody in the area so usually you get swarmed by people and then you have to fight it out and you know whoever ends up with the most money in the end you can you can end up getting robbed but whoever has the money and it wins um 
before we get into it, actually, I talk about some positives and some negatives that I wrote down. I know some people are going to say, I thought you would uninstall Call of Duty. I did uninstall Call of Duty. I will never play that game on my fucking PC again. But Activision reached out to me like two days before Warzone had came out when they first announced it. And they, they sent me an email saying that, hey, we'll give you a free copy of the PS4 uh, version of Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare if you just stream the new Warzone mode and all that other stuff, which I thought was really interesting because Warzone in itself is free to play. You can download that, the BR and the plunder mode for free, but they gave me the whole game for free for whatever. Well, you know what, you know what it was? It gave me early access because people who actually own the game get early. They got like two days early access before everybody else. Um, but that's beside. So that's why I'm playing. I'm, I played the PS4 version of that for, for those unaware. I would never let this shit touch my PC. I, I'm not letting it blue screen or nothing like that. I played the PS4 version and I got it for free. That's the only reason I gave this shit a second shot. Um, I have not touched the regular multiplayer or anything like that. All I did was play Warzone. Um, all right. So I wrote down some positives and some negatives of Call of Duty Warzone. First positive. Um, I was not a um, big fan of the BR mode. We'll get to that later, but I'm talking about positives. But I did like the plunder mode of the two modes. Like I said, plunder, the best way to describe it is the divisions PvP dark zone. Um, you drop down with a bunch of different players. You loot money, and then you use that money, and you deposit into a piggy bank. But when you call the piggy bank, it calls a helicopter down, and then people swarm on you, and you have to fight it out, and you know whoever has the most money at the end wins it's fun because it keeps the action going and there's no camping um if you die you come back right away you just respawn but you lose your money obviously you get robbed and then what's really dope about it is like all throughout the map it's marked like high target areas where there's a lot of money uh basically players running around with a lot of money so you could pull up and there's constantly like a lot of if your goal is you just want a constant lot of action my fucking eyelash man um then plunder is definitely for you i definitely enjoyed this mode more than the the br mode um so if i had to recommend one of the two that you start with i would definitely say don't sleep on plunder because it is fun it's nice to see that call of duty's trying something new um and that's the mode i see myself coming back to whenever i do hop on this um warzone mode which brings me into my negatives the first negative would be that the br mode is is campy and that's why i don't like it it's 150 people dropping down this map this map is fucking humongous the map is it's cool it's all right but it's freaking humongous and it would seem like 150 people was enough but i swear to god i've only i fucking you you rarely run into other people and when you do you get shot in the back because everybody's camping the map is so big that it promotes camping well they, they would camp anyway but then it just it doesn't i don't know maybe they they didn't make the map smaller or they need to add more people onto the map make it 200 250 people because it just feels like half of the game you're just running around i don't even run into anybody unless somebody lands with you at the very beginning you do not run into anybody because everybody's camping and building and you just get sniped in the fucking head because the map is so fucking big so i really don't enjoy the br um that much that was my kind of my first negative that is campy um and that's why i prefer blunder over it the second positive of warzone that i would give is one thing that's unique about this is cash can be used to purchase upgrades in this game um so like in the br mode just like in plunder there's cash uh not only do you loot weapons and armor but there's cash all throughout the buildings and when you pick up cash you can go to different like little stores riddled all throughout the map and you can use that to purchase armor weapons or even to revive your teammates which i thought was really dope um it kind of circumvents the idea that you know um late in the game some people have like it really pisses me off when i play apex and i'm i'm trying my hardest 
you y'all know what i'm talking about and i don't know if this is like this is a problem in fortnite but definitely in apex where you'll go a whole game and you cannot find anything other than a white or a blue armor and then you get to the end of the game and everybody's got purple gold and red armor they got the highest armors while you still got a fucking wife beater and you get your ass beat not because they're better than you they just had more armor than you um i think this cash system that they put in warzone circumvents that idea because even if you don't find the best loot by halfway in the game if you're still if you're looting buildings you're gonna find cash and then you could just go to the store and you can purchase the kit that you want so i really i do like that i do i do applaud them on that that is something i don't know if i want to call it innovative it's different for br and it's cool and i i, I give credit when it's due i liked it it's positive i enjoyed that aspect of the cash in the game um second negative uh that i would put into this is uh the drop system is fucking awful in this war zone this call of duty war zone so they straight up <sighs> All right, so I, I don't know what it is. I'm just so used to playing Apex. I'm sorry. Apex is the pinnacle of Battle Royale to me right now. The the system, the simple system of being able to drop down with your teammates and there's a squad leader and they control the whole thing so that like you can be on your phone, you can be on your web browser, you don't have to pay attention until you hit the ground. I really appreciate that. And fucking Call of Duty, it's like PUBG or fucking uh, Fortnite where you had to jump out by yourself and you had to pay attention to where everybody's going and it just it's really fucking weird because the pinging system is ass in this game um but what really weirds me out about this is why is there squad leaders when you drop out in this warzone mode the the squad leader literally does nothing the point of the squad leader in apex legends is that person controls the drop so then when that person jumps out of the plane everybody goes in the same direction in this shit there's a squad leader and it lets you toss around the squad leader to whoever you wanted to be but there's no actual fucking point to it i didn't understand the point of that it's like they half-ass copied a feature in apex oh we got squad leaders too but you don't actually get to lead the fucking squad it was stupid the drop system sucks it's clunky coming down compared to the parachute shit i didn't like it it's clunky i don't like it um a fucking positive that i do like in this game is the looting system is mwah. Uh, I would not be mad if Apex actually copied the looting system. I really like this. So, like, you, you have your typical stuff. You go into buildings, you loot stuff, you pick stuff up. But what I mean by the looting system that I really like is when you kill somebody, they just drop everything. Um, I actually really like that. Um, I don't know if that's in Fortnite because I don't play Fortnite. I don't like that fucking game. Uh, but in this game, when you kill somebody, they drop everything so you can see everything at once. They don't drop a box so you don't have to stand there and fucking uh, go through their box and then get shot in your head. They drop everything on the floor. You can see, oh, they dropped armor. You can go slide right to the armor, pick it up and keep moving. It makes the looting a much faster. I do appreciate that they have a simplified looting system. Um, and honestly, it makes more sense. Like when somebody dies, they don't fucking spawn a box. When they die, they just drop everything. It makes more sense. Um, so I shout out to them for the looting system. I do like that. Um, another negative. I already mentioned the pinging and the drop system. Um, I said the map is too big, not enough players. I actually mentioned a lot of negatives. I just can't get over the fact that the game is still clunky. It's still it's still Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Even though I was having problems with it on my PC, I still felt like this game was clunky. Like trying to climb in this game is ridiculous. The running system feels really weird, at least on controller. Um, unfortunately, because I'm playing on PS4, I know you can plug in a mouse and keyboard, but I'm not plugging in a mouse and keyboard on my fucking console. Because uh, then I got to go get another mouse and keyboard out of my fucking closet and plug it in just for the fucking console. And I need my mouse and keyboard while I'm streaming so I can control the stream. And I'm not having two keyboards on my fucking desk while I play Call of Duty on the PS4. Otherwise, I might as well just play the PC version. So it still feels clunky with a controller to me. Um, you just feel way too heavy on your feet. The climbing is really weird. Like I said, part of the drop system, like with the cutting the parachute and trying to move and stuff, it just feels clunky. It feels like you have two anchors on your ankles. 
um and i just i didn't i didn't really like that it just felt a little bit too clunky um the last positive that i have written down for call of duty warzone is this fucking gnat in my damn face um the gulag the gulag is cool another unique feature in it so when you play the br mode and you die you get one chance to come back what happens is uh, when you die, they send you to jail and they throw you into the gulag, you know, and then it puts you in a 1v1 versus another player. Um, and if you win that 1v1, it, sp- it spawns both of you with random weapons. If you win that 1v1, you get to respawn back into life. If you don't, then you have to stay dead unless one of your teammates gets enough money to respawn you because it can be expensive to respawn players. Um, so I-, I like that idea of giving you one more chance. Uh, it kind of leads into the idea because one of my problems always with BR is why I said it's not competitive is a lot of it is fucking luck. BR is like 80% luck, 20% skill. It's it's being lucky enough to have the circle fall in your favor. So you're in the right position at the right time, getting the right loot at the beginning. If you don't get everything, if everything doesn't fall into place, you're constantly fighting uphill. So I, I feel like the gulag, the gulag gives you a second chance to, you know, circumvent that as well as being able to purchase your, your teammates back into life. There's just certain things that kind of it still doesn't it still feels like BR. It's not 100 percent balanced, but it feels a little bit more fair. I'll give it that much. Um, and last but not least on my negatives eh, i said all of them drop system ping system sucks i to go further into the ping system the ping system sucks in this compared to apex like when apex when you ping something it's like bright red it makes a loud noise you know exactly what direction like it's like a beige orange when you ping it the map is so fucking big it's hard to see it doesn't really make any sound and then at least on ps4 like when you hit the ping button on the d-pad it doesn't ping it half the time i have to hit the button like three times before it pings something it's just a pain in the ass especially when you're in a fight and you're trying to mark an enemy like you know you have to make those split decision seconds and i feel like i'm playing with that damn d-pad too damn much and it's not my fucking controller because the controller works fine with any other fucking game that i play on ps4 but that ping system is just as and it's not just me anon said it cammy said it like everybody that i played with said like they don't really like the ping system it's just like apex has mastered that pinging system and compared to it that shit is fucking hot ass um like i said still clunky maps too big and then the br is campy um but overall final recommendation on call of duty warzone it's all right in my opinion apex is still the best br game on the field but that being said it is free to play to download the warzone uh portion of the game you get two modes so i mean i would my final recommendation is it doesn't hurt to try it i'm indifferent about it I would put Call of Duty Warzone above Fortnite because I can't stand that game, but Apex is still the best BR game to me. Um, every once in a while, if the boys want to play Warzone, I'll hop on my PS4 and I'll play it. I mean, it's free to play. What do I have to lose? Same thing for you. It's free to play, but you're still going to see me mainly streaming Apex. That's what I would say with it. It's it's all right. It's mid. It's all right. That's what I would say to it. There's some fun to be had here, but there's still a lot of frustration, um, but it is what it is. Hopefully, you guys, this helped you guys um, make your decision on whether or not you want to download it. If you want to waste your bandwidth, especially in a time like this with Corona, I know a lot of y'all are at home and, uh, you know, you got like all your family members on the Internet. So, you know, it takes a long time to download stuff compared to usual. So you might not want to risk downloading something like this, but it's all right. If you don't have nothing else to play, give it a try. Um, just know that the servers have been getting DDoS right recently. Um, and then there's a lot more people on the servers as usual. So like shit's been crashing. I don't think they was ready for this Corona outbreak. But what can you do? All right moving on to my next news story let me get a swig of this water let me get this article going okay since the last podcast the playstation 5 reveal event oh shit bay is calling me i'm gonna have to uh 
do a jump cut real quick. All right, and we're back. My bad about this. All right, since the last podcast, um, the PS5 reveal event went going, went on, um, and I saw a lot of people making hoopla about this. They were saying it wasn't a reveal event. This was supposed to be the, the thing at GDC where they show the game developers, the specs and stuff like that. If you go back and look at the tweet and some of the articles that came out, they originally called it a reveal event. The YouTube video was originally labeled a reveal event, and then they changed it like to the road to PS5. Um, but whatever, whatever, we're, we're going to look past that part, whatever. Um, let's say hypothetically speaking that this was supposed to be, was not, it, it was supposed to be for GDC or whatever. Um, this shit was boring as hell. Fucking, I feel like just my, my, my opinion on this whole situation, I feel like they should, no company should ever do anything like that. No game developer company, um, where they just sit there and read specs and shit like that. Um, motherfuckers don't want to see this shit. Pe- people who play console, they don't want to see this shit. Um, I'm sure maybe a few of you do. Maybe some of you that want to be game developers, but the general public doesn't want to see this stuff. And in my opinion, this PS5 fucking GDC thing that got canceled, it should have been just it should have been just a video or a live stream shown to specific people. It should have been shown to the Naughty Dogs, the Insomniac Games. You know, send it out to the Bethesda, send it out to all the big studios, and give them access to the to the room, and then they can watch and see what they can expect from the PS5, so they can start working on games for the PS. But the general public should have not seen all this technical jargon. It's terrible PR. Regardless if they said that it's for the game developers, what they have to understand is you have to always appeal to the lowest common denominator. And the lowest common denominator is not always on fucking IGN and GameSpot reading about the latest shit. All they heard is there's some new PS5 news is going to be a live stream. Oh, the quarantine is going on right now. I don't have nothing else to do. So I'm going to pull up and I'm going to watch it. Even if they're ignorant to the situation, you have to be you have to be aware of your own consumer's ignorance, I feel like. And there's there's no excuse for that fucking. um, And that's why a lot of people are pissed off. They're like, what is this boring ass shit? It was supposed to be for fucking game developers, but I feel like it should have been a private event and they should have did a different event where they actually revealed the PS5 for general consumers. That shit is boring. Um, and even, even if, even if they wanted to do, they should have, if they wanted to do this public, like how they did, they should have did something that where they meet the consumer and the game developers in the middle, do the technical jargon, but also do maybe a little bit show that just give the people something, show us the UI, um, show us maybe some of the social media features. They didn't have to even show us no games, show us what the PS5 looks like. They should have did something where they met consumers and the developers in the middle. Just give us something to bite on, bite on the hook, line and sinker. You know what I'm saying? But this shit was way too technical. And this boring ass fucking because they were calling this shit a college, a college course in this college course. They revealed the specs of the PS5. Um, they revealed the CPU would be an eight times Zen 2 core at uh, 3.5 gigahertz. Honestly, I don't know what that means because this is not a CPU that you can buy on the market. This is going to be like a custom AMD CPU, I believe. Um, but based off the clock speed, it should be pretty decent. I'm just a little bit confused by the two cores. It's only going to have two cores. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know any, anything about the CPU, so it's hard for me to comment on that. The 10 teraflops, uh, you know, Xbox likes to talk about it. That means the GPU is going to be pretty powerful. Um, the 16 gigabytes of the GDR6 RAM. Um, at first, I was like 16 gigs because there's phones with 16 gigabytes of RAM in it nowadays. And also with PC gaming, 16 gigabytes is the new minimum, to be honest. Nobody's running eight gigabytes and these games are coming, becoming very taxing. Like I got 32 gigs in my in my in my setup. Most people with a decent PC have 32 gigs. So 16 seems a little bit low. But now that I'm reading it again, it's GDR6, which is like the latest RAM. So the clock speed is going to be a little bit faster. So maybe that'll circumvent the fact that there's less because the clock speeds will be faster. We'll see. I'm a little iffy about that 16. I don't know. We'll see. 
This is what bugged me out the most, though. Fucking a custom 825 gigabyte solid state drive for storage? Bro. Listen, man. First of all, these specs are pretty decent, so this PS5 is going to be expensive. And you're telling me it only comes with 825 gigabytes of storage? Yes, it's an SSD. For those of you unaware, solid state drives are faster than regular hard drives. So that means the load speeds are going to be a lot faster. On average, it takes about 10 seconds for my PC to boot up because I have a solid state drive in it. Um, so like they're really, they're really, really fast. The problem is it's only 820, 25 gigabytes. I'm, I'm praying, praying, praying. I'm not going to just dismiss Sony. I'm going to try to play. I'm going to try to be glass half full here. I'm praying, praying, praying that this 825 gigabyte SSD is strictly for the OS, meaning the operating system that the, the PlayStation runs on. It's not for your games. I'm praying that they put another hard drive in the PS4. I mean, the PS5 that's strictly for like data, um, because if if the OS for the PS5 and your games are both stored on this 825 gigabyte SSD, get this shit all the way the fuck out of here sony bro think about it call of duty modern warfare was 150 fucking gigs bro and then they just dropped like another 50 gigabyte patch for fucking warzone do the math now you bear now you got like 600 gigs on your fucking hard drive like everything is going digital these downloads are getting way too fucking big and they're only going to get bigger as the graphics get better more textures means more data better audio means more data which means bigger files 825 gigabytes ain't cutting it my g it's not even we can't even get a terabyte i'm gonna be honest a terabyte ain't enough bro i've been i've been advocating i feel like if their goal for these new consoles is to go 100 digital or at least 50 50 five terabytes should be the new standard five terabytes at bare minimum give us at least two or three terabytes one is not enough bro but i feel like five terabytes should be enough i would be fine with 825 gigabyte ssd that's strictly for the os and the updates for the ps5 and then give us a five terabyte regular hard drive where we load our games onto that's what we should do but the problem with these specs is it doesn't say anything about a second hard drive it just says there's one hard drive for storage and it's 825 gigabytes i don't give a fuck if it is a ssd that shit is hot garbage my nigga sony y'all need to clarify what the fuck is going on with the ps5 because it would be a shame it would be a shame and this is just a guess of what i think they might do in order to save money they're not going to put another hard drive in this bitch they're going to give you that 825 gigabyte ssd and they're going to be like look how fast it loads but if you want more storage you're going to have to buy another hard drive now your ass is got to go go on amazon and you're going to have to go buy another fucking terabyte two terabytes three terabytes that you're going to have to install in your ps5 yourself at that point you might as well build a pc i'm just saying um fucking and like i said they i mean they kind of already hinting at it they have the expand extendable storage so they're gonna have another slot so they could pull a, a nintendo switch on us where there's barely any storage in this ps5 and you're gonna have to buy another hard drive so i'm telling you right now i'm not saying that sony will do this but i am saying if you plan on getting a ps5 set aside some money not only for an extra controller and some games and having to pay for the online but maybe set aside some money for an extra hard drive because you might have to buy another one off Amazon to put into the PS5 because you're not going to have any space for your games. Um, and then it's going to have a, a 4K Blu-ray drive, which is cool. I don't know who's still buying Blu-rays, but we're on Netflix, baby, and Hulu. Um, Amazon Prime. Come on now. Uh, Crunchyroll. <laughs> fucking uh, Funimation and fucking. Come on, y'all. Uh, <laughs> that's beside the point. 
they and, and what was really annoying about this fucking press conference is they spent like a whole hour talking about how powerful their SSD. Nigga, get the fuck out of here, dog. They talked about a whole thirty minutes talking about how great their SSD drives. Nigga, SSD drives. Hold up, SSD drives were invented. I I'm pretty sure SSD drives have been around for like twenty years. Fucking solid state drives had origins in the 1950s. Um, but I, I read somewhere that fucking uh, they became popular like in the 90s or something like shit like that. Um, that that's just, they've been around for at least like 20 years. It's not new. Stop talking like it's new. It's fucking annoying. Um, so that shit was a big fat F in my opinion. I we want to see some other shit, Sony. I don't know about that stuff. Them specs is looking spooky too. Um, let's face it, the coronavirus is all stuck inside quarantine and that sucks. The good news is you have more free time on your hands though. It might be time to explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity with Skillshare's online classes. What you find might surprise and inspire you. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Skillshare offers classes designed for real life so that you can move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. You can learn and grow with short classes that fit your busy routine. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. This year, I've been challenging myself to become a better cook. I enjoy eating out, but I also enjoy saving money, so I've been following the Baking 101 playlist on Skillshare to pick up some new skills in the kitchen. This type of stuff is important to me because my lady loves to eat and I want to treat her good. If you're worried about time, don't worry because what I love about Skillshare is they break things down into short classes so you don't have to absorb it all at once. Look, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of Hokage Thoughts. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash Hokage and get two free months of premium membership. That's a two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started and join today by heading to Skillshare.com slash Hokage. That's Skillshare.com slash Hokage. Corona has us all sitting in the house quarantining, so you can't step out like how you used to. Doesn't mean that you can't still ready yourself to step out because eventually this wall will pass. When that time comes, it's best you step out with Hawthorne's Cologne. Hawthorne's is a men's hygiene brand that produces a wide array of products from body washes to deodorants. And it's easy to purchase what you need too. Just fill out their quiz on their website. They'll ask you a bunch of questions about your body and hygiene routines. And once they gather that info on you that they need, they'll make suggestions on what products best suit your body. I've tried everything they have to offer and you will not be disappointed. Their body wash leaves you feeling clean and their cologne is sure to get you complimented every social event. But what's really nice is Hawthorne is risk-free with free shipping and free returns. I've enjoyed my experience with their line of products, but just in case you don't, there's nothing to worry about. And since Hawthorne is a sponsor of our show, they're providing a special deal for all the listeners of Hokage Thoughts. Head on over to Hawthorne.co and use promo code Hokage to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co and use code Hokage at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Once again, Hawthorne.co. Use promo code Hokage and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. And other gaming news. Let me switch back to the article here. During the Corona outbreak, a lot of stores are closing down. As we have mentioned, only essential businesses uh, in certain states are allowed to be. Let me turn this audio off because it's fucking plain. Uh, My bad. Um, A lot of stores are closing down and it's really sad to see, especially since um, people are getting laid off. People are not having the money to pay their bills. Thankfully, certain states and cities are uh freezing rent and stuff like that and mortgage so people don't have to pay it but it's still spooky out here but one business that's staying open is gamestop and ladies and gentlemen do you know why 
It's because GameStop says that it's an essential business. Okay. Okay. Essential. GameStop locations are still open in several states that have ordered non-essential retail to close, including New York and New Jersey starting Friday. The video game retailer began closing stores in California and Pennsylvania. Um, the company argues that it's essential because it offers mice and keyboards that can help people work from home. GameStop told CNN Business in a statement that we are one of the many providers of this product that are remaining open at a time, but it didn't comment on why it must remain open in other stores as they're also providing those items. Ladies and gentlemen, according to GameStop, the people need them because they have mouse and keyboards. You can't get that anywhere else. Can't get that off Amazon, Best Buy, fucking Target. No, 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 no. First of all, none of you can answer this back because you're listening to this podcast, but I just want you to think to yourself. How many times have you ever thought to yourself, yo, my nigga, I need a new keyboard. Let me go to GameStop. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody goes to GameStop for mouse and keyboards. Are you kidding me? I've never bought a mouse and keyboard. I bought all my mouse and keyboards off fucking Amazon. Get the fuck out of here. And then the fact that they call themselves an essential business. Let's Google the word essential, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's see here. Essential means, according to Google, absolutely necessary or extremely important there's nothing important about gamestop okay nothing nobody i'm sorry i've never i've never in my 29 years of life thought to myself you know it is essential for me to take my 60 dollar game that i just bought back to gamestop so they can give me five dollars you could take i don't know let's say god of war you could have bought god of war the day it came out for the, the one that came out like last year for the ps4 the day it came out the next day you bring it back they give you five dollars Nobody has ever thought to themselves, man, it's essential to get this far. I need this money back. It's essential for me to fucking get GameStop fucking to rip me the fuck off. Yo, it's funny. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, the, the video that's playing on CNN, they have fucking this phase nigga that crying because he got fucking banned for cheating. <laughs> I forgot his name. Uh, whatever, though. Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> fuck GameStop. That's the point I'm trying to get at, man. Fuck them. Yo, one more story I got for you. Last game of news. Uh, just a quick little tidbit, yo. Paragon's dead, RIP, but I just want y'all to see this bullshit. You're gonna have to, if you're not, let me pause the video. If you're not watching the video version at youtube.com slash the Black Hokage, please pull up and watch the video version of episode 30 of this fucking podcast. Um, did I did I label this episode 30, by the way? I don't even remember. Um, anyways, um, yeah, make sure to look up this shit on YouTube because you need to see this trailer for yourself there's a new game on the nintendo switch it's free to play it's an auto chess game and it's called heroes of paragon somebody took the assets of paragon which you can download for free um and they turned it into a a team tactics auto chess type game and for the nintendo switch it's free to play this shit hurt my fucking heart to see this i don't even know if this is legal the heroes of paragon i didn't know you could use the name paragon in it you could use the assets but i didn't know you could use the name paragon even if it's a variation of it look at this shit this shit hurt my heart to see bruh I, I would have been happy if he would have took the assets and made Paragon for fucking the Nintendo Switch. If it's got to come back to the Switch for a nigga to play this shit, I will play it on my fucking Switch. But this shit hurt my fucking heart to see this. Fucking auto chess? This shit is for fucking nerds. I don't want to play this shit. I don't even know what's going on in these auto chess games. I don't even know. I just know it hurts my fucking feelings to see this shit. Uh, get this shit off the fucking screen. I can't believe it. So if you want to play it, it's available right now on the Nintendo Switch. Search on the fucking eShop heroes of paragon and you could play fucking auto chess paragon i hate that shit let me go back to fucking full screen 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving on to the uh, TV section of the, I don't know, movies. I don't, I don't talk about TV and movies enough to even talk about it. Who saw that Rosario Dawson's going to be playing uh, Old Girl and The Mandalorian, uh, the, the Padawan, uh, Anakin's Padawan? I'm, I'm happy about that. That's hot. Shout out to Rosario Dawson. That's fucking hot. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the My Hero movie. Since the last podcast, I've seen the movie, the new My Hero movie. It's called My Hero Heroes Rising. Uh, I don't know if it's still in movie theaters right now at the time in which I'm recording this. Let's see. My Hero Heroes Rising. Because this was like this is like two, a week and a half ago. I saw this two weeks ago. I don't know. It might still be in theaters. It came out February 26th. It's literally been almost a month. It might still be in theaters. Don't quote me on that. If not, you're probably going to have to catch it on Blu-ray or when it's whatever they start streaming. But I managed to see it in theaters. Um, so I thought I'd share my shot, my, my, my thoughts on it because, you know, I do be watching anime. They don't call me the Black Hokage for nothing. You know, anything saying this ain't the tuning exams. OK, um, so the My Hero Hero Rising movie. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Do I have it on full screen? I do. Uh, here's my thoughts. I wrote down some positives and some negatives. I wrote down four positives and four negatives for the movie. I'm just letting you know right now, if you have not seen the movie, go ahead and skip probably. Uh, I'm going to guess I'm probably going to talk maybe like 10 minutes. I'd say skip 10 minutes ahead, 20 minutes ahead into this podcast because it's hard for me not to talk about this movie and not spoil it. Um, so there's going to be spoilers. You haven't been warned. Um, skip ahead if you haven't seen the movie already. Um, but just in case, before you skip, uh, if you want to know if I recommend it without spoiling it, yes, there you go. I recommend it. Now skip ahead. Uh, <laughs> all right, for that, for those of y'all that seen it, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this motherfucking My Hero movie, man. <clears throat> First positives. First of all, I didn't even know what the fuck this movie was about. I just saw a movie was coming in the theaters and I was like, it's my hero. I like my hero. Um, the first positive that I have about this movie is you don't need to be caught up on the manga to follow this movie. Um, cause apparently that this movie spoils some things in the manga. Cause this takes place between like, if, if, if it was equivalent to the anime, it would be, uh, like season five or six people were telling me on Twitter, but we're only on season four. That's how far ahead the manga is. Um, so you don't need to be caught up on the manga. I was able to completely follow the movie. Um, and I didn't, I didn't even know this took place in what would be season five or six of the anime until Twitter told me that there were spoilers in this movie, but cause I was able to completely follow it. The movie that was actually my, kind of my, my first negative of this damn movie. Um, the story was kind of mid, uh, it wasn't bad, but the, the plot solely existed to create action. I think there was no real character development in this movie. Um, the plot just existed to push action um basically what happens in the movie is deku and the gang they basically they become like heroes on a leash uh they're basically they're they're like uh what's the word i'm looking for they're like on internships and they get sent to this remote japanese island and uh where they don't have like any laws or any crime really and basically they sent there to help the old people and the kids do chores and shit like that and everything starts out great they're helping it out and then you know shit goes the shit shit hits the fan because somebody's on that island that has something that the villain wants and then the kids that were there that basically do an internship are forced to become full blown heroes and really push past their limits as captain yami says um but there was no real character development that was kind of my negative the first negative with the movie um we didn't learn anything new about the characters we didn't get any interesting backstory um and i i, I kind of feel like what's the point of creating a full-blown movie if you're not going to give us something that we can't already get in the anime you know what i'm saying like the moment something hits a silver screen i feel like 
you should step it up a notch a little bit. Just give us something a little extra. I don't know exactly what it was that I was looking for, but honestly, this just kind of felt like a glorified episode of the show. Um, so there was there was no there was no real the story was just kind of mid. Um, a positive that I do like about this movie is um how the abilities were used i think that's kind of i was so i went to see this movie with gypsy um because we were in new york for an event with heaven and uh we went to go see the movie together and i I even turned to her and i even said i was like this is kind of why i like my hero uh more than other like shonens is how they use their characters kind of my problem always was like with dragon ball and even like naruto was guilty of this later in like in shippuden is it starts to become like a one-man show it becomes the goku show the naruto show it becomes less about the and this is why i this is why i love like i i know y'all tired of talking to me talking about black clover this is why i love black clover black clover what makes black clover great asta is annoying i get it he's i don't really like him i don't really like him as a protagonist but, but what makes black clover great is it honestly has one of the best supporting casts that i've seen of any shonen like there's so many great characters in black clover and watching them interact with one another because there's so many different groups with different types of abilities and stuff that's what makes it great the supporting cast versus like dragon ball after like the sand saga everybody became fucking irrelevant once goku went super saiyan everybody became irrelevant and, it, and like almost to the point where like i'm not gonna lie it's hard for me to watch super sometimes because they even turn vegeta into a joke they got this nigga dancing and doing goofy shit and stuff like that and that, that there's a place for that for like certain characters but i just feel like they disrespect it like at one point in dragon ball freaking krillin was like krillin krillin grew up with goku krillin was his rival krillin was goku's rival and like i get that he's a sand and he's like super sand but like they just straight disrespect the characters y- y- y'all get the point don't get me wrong yamcha deserves deserve to be disrespected but getting back to my hero what i loved about my hero is they show love to all the characters and they respect all the different characters even if they're not on the same tier as deku todoroki and kai chan or Bakugo, whatever the fuck you want to call them. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's the top tier characters, and then there are other characters. But everybody got a moment to shine in this movie, and that's what I really love about My Hero. And there's creative ways that they, they like, even um, showcase their abilities. Like, there was one moment where, like, the main villain in the main castle, in the final battle where they was doing, like, the little castle siege, and the main villain was walking up the hill, um, they had to slow him down. They figured out his weakness was that um his his ability he wasn't like the perfect all for one or one for all i always get confused whatever whichever one is the evil one um they figured out that he wasn't the perfect form so uh he could his his uh, he could get tired out basically so their goal was they wanted to tire the, the villain out and they slowed him down by throwing rocks at him and i thought that was really cool that they took tape boy i don't know his name but y'all know what i'm talking about the one that got the tape that come out his damn elbows they took tape boy and then like the floater girl and they used their abilities to throw the rocks and the boulders at the main villain they didn't hurt him but their goal was never to hurt them. It was just to slow him down so that eventually the real shooters could pull up and beat that ass and slow him down. They just wanted him to, to, to exert his energy or whatever. And I thought that was really cool that even the dumbest fucking characters with the dumbest abilities got a moment to shine. Because um, I think it's important to have a supporting, a strong supporting cast, not just make it about one person. Because when you make it about one person, shit just gets stale. So I appreciated that about the My Hero movie. I felt like everybody really got a moment. Um like uh it, it was dope it was dope to see um a negative the villain was mid as well um there was no real motivation for him um other than the fact that he just wanted to uh, get the ability to regenerate his cells he wanted to steal it from the little boy who had that ability on the island um but he didn't have any real motivation i didn't understand what was his purpose other than like he was just mad at humans and he was like you know i want to start a new world order like it didn't really i feel like great villains what what makes a great villain is it makes it easy to sympathize with them uh, a great villain 
is you don't you don't agree with what they did, but you understand it, if that makes sense. I think that's why a lot of people like the Joker movie. Um, the Joker in the movie, they humanized him. They saw how society treated him and they saw how he was pushed to that edge to become the person that he became, that this fucking psychopath. Um, and you don't necessarily agree with him mass killing people and doing crazy shit, but you understand it. Um, in the My Hero movie, the villain, he was just like, eh, I hate everybody and I'm, I'm not perfect. So I need this kid. I need to steal this kid's ability, this kid's quirk so that I can heal. His, he didn't have any real motivation. There was no real depth to him. I'm gonna be honest. I like the nigga with the, with the wolf with the dreads that turned into the beef. He was a cooler villain to me than um, the main villain. I was I, the whole time I was watching the movie. I was like, yo, I was like, what is this dude's story? I like this wolf with the dreads This motherfucker black as hell. I like this shit. I, what's, what's his story? That's what I want to know. Uh, so I thought the main villain was he wasn't bad, but he was just mid once again. Just like the main story, the villain was just kind of there to push the action. He didn't really add anything crazy to the main to the story. He didn't really learn anything about him. Um, but a positive, the animation was solid, especially towards the end. <sighs> really fucking fire. And I mean, this is actually I might as well just get into the last positive. Fucking the action scenes were great, which is in combination to kind of compliments what I just said before. The animation was solid. They did not did not not um uh, they did not dial back on the animation, especially in the final fight scene with Deku and uh, Bakugo when they did they whole little fusion thing. Fucking Deku passed on the uh, the all to one, all one. The, what what is that shit called? You know what I'm talking about. The, the the space magic that comes out of his hand that he got from fucking all my all for one or whatever that shit is. One for all. I don't know. I always get them fucking confused. I thought that was cool when he passed that to Bakugo, and uh, they both became like all for one, and they just fucking went the fuck off. I was like, whole my mouth was on the fuck. I was like, whoa. I was like, this is pretty fucking cool. And then once the scene was over, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I had a moment where I was like, yo, this shit is fire as fuck. The day both became like All Might. But I was like, what does this mean for the show? My brain started going because I was like, this is a little Dragon Ball-y. Like, this is cool for the movie. It's cool to have this moment. But we can't have two God tier characters going the fuck off all the fucking time. Um, but they, they, they found a way to circumvent that shit. So at the end of the movie, fucking, and this is kind of one of my negatives, I have no problem that they circumvented it because I don't want the show to become Dragon Ball. I don't want everybody to become OP, but the way they went about it, Bakugo at the end, he has amnesia and he doesn't remember that he, he got All Might's power from Deku. Uh, I understand why they did it. I just thought they could have did a better way of explaining, uh, why he lost the ability like i would just prefer to him just lose the ability like you can only temporarily transfer it i feel like that would have been a better explanation than fucking oh i got amnesia i can't remember that i used the ability like whatever bro. get the fuck out of here doug but that scene was cool as hell though that scene was fucking cool i was like that shit was fire i was like okay anime movies is in the building bro anime movies is in the building my last negative about the movie is fucking Todoroki is one of my favorite characters him and I fucking I don't care what anybody says I fucking I love his dad bro that nigga is dubious dog like, <laughs> but look at his dad uh but uh, my problem with uh Todoroki in the movie I felt like I don't know what's going on in the manga because like I said it's 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 ahead but uh I felt like he got nerfed he got he got one moment to shine where he where he froze that dude and he killed him I think it was the wolf beast um but for the most of the movie they made him kind of irrelevant they kind of they kind of and I guess is they kind of made the movie into the the Deku and Bakugo show it almost felt like Goku and Vegeta 
And that's that's another reason why I was like, this is kind of feeling Dragon Ball-y. I know this is a shonen, but you know, let's carve out our own space like Black Clover did. Let's continue to do the thing where we show a strong supporting cast, not just make it about two people. And I felt like Todoroki got thrown to the side, which is really interesting because Todoroki is supposed to be like the perfect specimen because that's the way his dad breeded, bred him or whatever. Um, so I felt like they could have showed, they could have had more time. They could have gave Todoroki more time to really turn up and uh, be somebody's ass. I was a little disappointed. It felt like he got nerfed and disrespected. Um, hopefully he gets a boost in the show or something like that. Um, but other than that, I enjoyed it. Um, if I had to score this movie, <sighs> I would give it 7.5 and 8. When I came out the movie theater, when I came out the movie theater, I was like, this is an 8. But now that I've had like a couple weeks to sit on it, I would say it's like a 7.5. I got to drop it down a little bit, maybe an 8 on a good day. Just because when I think about it, like the story was very mid. The story was very mid. It was, it was, it was literally just to push the action. And like the story should push the action, but like I feel like there should also be some, there should be more there um it's a movie you know put a little bit more effort into the writing i felt like that's why i think i gotta knock a point um for in terms of the story um also one thing that i learned uh about from watching this movie is everybody like makes funny but not everybody but you know you know the there's a there's a group of anime watchers out there that watch subbed anime and they think they're just better human beings than other people that watch dub i prefer dubbed anime because i i'm more of a listener i'm not it's not that i can't read i'm a, I'm a very profound reader i'm but i'm more of a listener i like to multitask and i feel like when you watch subbed anime um you have to really sit up and be attentive or you'll miss something versus when uh something's in english it's in my native language i could be cleaning and i can watch the anime at the same time like i'm the type of person where like i feel bad when i watch tv and that's all i do i feel like i'm wasting my fucking time but if i can watch tv by listening and doing other things at the same time being productive that's what i prefer to do and that's honestly why i like dubbed anime um and what i'm getting at is though i saw the sub version of this movie uh i meant to i meant to book the the dub version but i accidentally booked the sub i booked tickets for the sub version of the movie and i didn't realize it until we got there because we got in the movie theater and i was like what what i was like why are they speaking japanese but i'm happy to say sub viewers are probably gonna like this i'm happy to say that i saw the movie subbed and it did not bother me that it was in it was in Japanese and I had to read subtitles. And it made me realize why I don't like subbed anime. It's not just that I can't I I I enjoyed it on a movie theater because I didn't have to squint. Like that's one that's another reason I don't like watching subbed anime. When you watch it on a computer screen or when you watch it on a TV, you have to sit there and you have to fucking squint half the damn time. When it was a big 4K screen in the movie theater and the sound was going, it was much easier to sit there and read that big ass text. So it didn't bother me. Um if they if they're still showing some stuff in your area and they don't have any dubbed showings, they only have subbed, I wouldn't worry too much about it. It didn't bother me. Um I enjoyed watching it subbed. Um I enjoyed the movie. If it's still in theaters, it's worth saying. If not, pick up the Blu-ray or watch it when it streams. I enjoyed it for what it was. It wasn't nothing crazy. Didn't get to learn anything new about the characters, but it was a fun action movie. It was it was shonen. It is what, what's that meme that's like popular on Twitter and TikTok right now? It is what it is. That's what I would say. That's what I would say. So those are my thoughts on my hero. Hopefully, found it helpful. Moving on to the question section of the podcast before we wrap it up. For those of you unaware, I take questions from you guys on the chat, from the chat. I take questions from you guys on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. I take these questions and I try to answer them to the best of my ability. Just know that in this part of the section, a lot of times I talk about life in general and stuff like this. It has nothing to do with gaming. And when I talk about life, this is just people asking me questions. 
And this is me trying to answer them to the best of my ability. My word is not law. What I say does not go. This is just me sharing my opinions because people asked. I want you guys to understand that you can do whatever the fuck you want with this information. And the first question comes from Visual Sound P. And he says, do you have any ways to gain positive energy? Yeah, my first way that I gain positive energy is I turn off social media. We are so fucking connected to social media right now. And this is coming from the guy who makes his money on social media. I, I don't know if y'all peep. I don't really tweet a lot. Um, I don't Instagram a lot. Um, the most I do is I stream on Twitch and I barely upload to YouTube nowadays because I can't. I'm going to be honest. I cannot stand YouTube right now. Um, I, I unplug. I unplug a lot. There's a lot of times during the day where like I'll just turn my phone off and leave it in another room and I just let it charge. Leave me alone. Um, you can't you can't find yourself if you don't take the time to find peace and you cannot find peace if you're constantly getting we're on such a with, with social media. We're on the 24 second news cycle, 24 second, a 24 hour news cycle mass shooting here. There's a shooting. There's a shooting in your local town. Fucking Corona. Fucking Trump's an idiot, which he is. Uh, <laughs> fucking, there's just so much constant negative fucking shit, bro. And then on top of that, you got to deal with personal negative shit. You might have like a toxic family, your personal negative shit on your on your fucking social media. People calling you an idiot, stupid because of your opinions that you share on social media. Um, that drains your energy. We as humans, I feel like we're sponges. We absorb what we're constantly around. And if you're constantly around negativity, which that's all social media is, that's all the news is. Guess what you're going to get out of life? Negativity. So a lot of times I unplug. I turn my phone off, turn my computer off, um, listen to music, fucking meditate. Um, and that's how I gain my energy back. I love having like deep conversations with people. I feel like we got to get away from being on our phones all the fucking time and just have conversations about like yesterday we was having a conversation about reincarnation in the discord. <laughs> it was like me, Anon, Gypsy, Ethos. Fucking, we were just talking about random shit about life, bro. Like you got to get off the fucking social medias and just talk to people. Um, another thing is... Um, watch watch people that you one thing that gives me positive energy is watch people that you strive to be like um at least in terms of like if you're talking about goals um like i watch a lot of mikey chen i always bring him up i'm like i love i love mikey chen like i always show love to people that i think it's important to give flowers to the people that you appreciate i fucking love mikey chen and strictly strictly dumplings um fucking he just goes around the world eats the best food super positive in his videos has a good time and he just irradiates like this positive energy and it puts me in a good mood kind of going back to what i was talking about like with, with social media there's so much negativity you got to watch people that and like i strive to be like that i strive to to put that type of positivity into the universe so like watch people that you strive to be like because it'll inspire you and it'll make you irradiate in a positive energy that's kind of where i gain it from um fucking you can get positive energy from children too like I said, being a mentor to a kid and like kids are fucking ignorant and goofy. So a lot of times they're just positive about nothing. And to be honest, like I said, we're sponges. Sometimes you just maybe need to be around a kid to give you some fucking positive energy because uh, they'll make you laugh or something like that. I don't know. Be a mentor. Um, next question comes from Mr. Flex and he says, can you give an example of when someone's energy threw you off a little bit and you knew you knew to stay away from them? oh all right so yeah people's energy throwing me off and i knew to stay away from them um i remember like four years ago like at e3 i met like this youtuber in the media room and uh i guess like his pr dude 
after I got done talking to him, he left. His PR dude was still in the room and he came up to me and talked to me afterwards. I don't know why he didn't introduce himself. I'm not going to say the YouTuber's name because I don't have a problem with it. I actually really like the dude, but I don't I didn't like his PR dude at all. Um, after that YouTuber left the media room, his PR dude came up to me and spoke to me. And I don't know why he didn't speak to me while I was speaking to that YouTuber. Like he could have introduced himself then. So I knew he, he got up and he, he came and spoke to me after that dude had left the room. And he's like, hey, I do PR and management for um, such and such this YouTuber, the dude that you just met or whatever. I was like, oh, that's what's up. And then he leans back in his chair and he goes, so I heard you got 600,000 subscribers on YouTube. Nice. He's like, you know what I can do for you? The moment he said that shit, I'm not going to lie, bro. It was some of the most dubious shit I ever heard. I'm like, look at this fucking dude right here. This fucking snake, bro. And like, maybe, maybe like that works on like younger people or like just people who've never been nowhere, no gullible. But like, I know a fucking snake when I see one, dog. He was like, you know what I can do for you? And he just started promising all this other shit. I gave him my card out of like courtesy to be nice, but like, soon as he left i looked at because jg was right there i looked at him, i'm like bro this nigga's full of shit get the fuck out of here bro ain't nobody talking to him i'm not taking no phone call with him i actually had that recently in new york with somebody that i met fucking um because this dude said i was i was at dinner i'm not gonna say i was i was actually at dinner with another youtuber it was me heaven gypsy and we met this he he invited himself to dinner with us i'm not gonna lie i was pretty pissed off about that shit uh he really wanted to hang out with heaven um but whatever i was trying to be nice and he's, he was talking about how he was asking me what I did. And I explained all the content I produced. And then he said he just started a management company. He thinks he can get me brand deals. And um, I was like, that's cool that you, you feel like you can get me brand deals. You have the numbers. But I was like, are you ready to work with somebody like me? And he was like, what do you mean? Um, I was like, well, being a man of color, being a black man, I was like, things are just different. I was like, I have the numbers, but I make a fraction of the money that a lot of my white counterparts do. And when I say counterparts, I mean, people that are, I know people who are way smaller than me and make far more money than me simply because, you know, unfortunately, when you're black, you get labeled, you get labeled a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A uh, brand, a brand risk a lot of times because you don't speak the same way that other people speak. But meanwhile, somebody will have a fraction of the audience that you do and make more money. That's the side of the point. I was like, there are certain challenges that come with being dealing with black people. I was like, you're going to go to brands and they're not going to want to deal with me simply because I'm black. Who's the fuck is playing on my fucking phone? Oh, I got a package. Uh, what's the name? There's, um, I was like, people are not going to want to work with me simply because I'm black. Um, people are going to dismiss me. They're not going to believe they're going to be like, who the fuck is that? I was like, it's just going to be a little bit harder to sell me. I was like, are you willing to work that extra mile to deal with some, like a person of color? I was like, cause uh, I was like, racism is real. I was like, this is, this is things that I face. I've had some wild shit said to me and he just totally dismissed it. I, he, he was like, well, what? He's like, so I think I could do this. I was like, all right, bro. Like the moment, the moment he had dismissed that shit in my head, I was like, I will never work with you. Cause you don't understand it. Um, fuck out of here uh so yeah like that made me avoid him but back to the e3 dude yeah he was like he leaned back in his chair and he was like yo you know what i can do for you man i'm gonna get you a car mansion uh, you know like bro shut the fuck up dog get the fuck out of here so his energy rubbed me the wrong way watch out for people that overpromise things those people always throw away my energy i don't like doing business with people who overpromise things like really dude you think you can do all that for me just right now I don't believe nothing that comes out of anybody's mouth. I respect somebody more that'll be like, look, man, I think I can do this from you, but I'm not going to promise it to you. He's like, but I am going to try to, I'm going to stick my neck out there. I'm going to go to bat for you. Like when people start over promising things and you get your hopes up, you, you're just going to be upset. A lot of times they be scamming and shit like that. So you got to watch out for people with energy like that. Um, people, people who I like to stay away from, I, this is something I've recently had to deal with. 
because I feel like people are starting to see the people, people, people on YouTube talk a lot of trash to me in the comment section because they don't actually follow my content. But like for all the YouTube niggas in the chat that talk shit, shout out to the people who still support. But the ones that talk shit, uh, my podcast right now is fucking booming. Um, and my, my Twitch channel right now is fucking booming. Had like 1500 people in the chat the other day uh multiple times this week i've had over a thousand people in that like my my twitch is really growing like it's just my youtube is like whatever like and i don't really care about that because it's not my focus also my instagram my hygiene instagram booming getting brand deals right now and i barely post over there wait till i wait till i get serious about that shit um fucking what's about to say um i don't know what that had to do with anything i just felt like flexing i guess uh uh so people who uh oh people who've known you for a while and they suddenly want to hang out and shit watch out for people like that um that's something i've been dealing with recently like fucking like i was the reason i was set, the reason i brought up I, it wasn't just me flexing the reason i brought it up because people on youtube they tend to stick to youtube but they like to be ignorant about other stuff but like the people who follow me on twitch i think people are starting to see that like I'm booming on Twitch right now. And people want to try to hang out and be my friend now and shit. Like, like I said, I had 1500 people in the other day. I've averaged almost a thousand for like the past week. And then two weeks ago, I had 12,000 people in the chat because I was on the front page. Like people see I'm they, they see I'm booming on Twitch right now, as well as other social medias and shit. And now people want to talk to me. People sending me DMs. Hey, I want to uh, be friends with you. I literally had somebody send me a DM and said they wanted to be friends with me. I thought that was really weird. I didn't I didn't really know how to respond to that. I didn't want to be like an ass, but it's like I've known that person for like three, four years now, and it's like all of a sudden you want to be friends with me now. Why? And then also I feel like people see the attention I give to other people when they want that because like my word is very powerful on social media because I don't tweet a lot and I do have actual influence. I can actually sell a t-shirt. Like what I say goes when I say something's lit, niggas fuck with it. That's that's a different type of power. It's it's a lot of people out here with millions of followers. And they have millions of followers because niggas want to fuck them, but they can't sell nothing. They can't push a product. When I say something's lit, that's a different type of influence. And like when I say a certain like when I when I when I made that video about like you need to follow these black content creators, when I say they lit, people go follow them. And like I've been paying attention to some of those people that I featured in their videos. Their numbers have been up because I got an ear for talent. I got I got my ear to the streets. Um, but I think that's weird when people want to suddenly hang out with you and they've known you for a while and they see you doing good. I think that's got to watch people like that. Um, I think another way, uh, people's energy throws me off and I know to stay away from them. You can use social media too. peep someone's Twitter timeline, peep someone's Instagram. Um, a lot of times, especially Twitter, a lot of times, like, uh, people will follow me and I'll look at their profile and I'll scroll down their timeline and I'll just look at some of their latest tweets. Look at like the last 10, 15 tweets and like stay away from somebody who's you could you could tell a lot by somebody's by the personality by their twitter timeline if it's them just hating on different people's content people hating on just arguing with people about different opinions politics and religion and shit like that those negative people you you gotta stay away from them they got a weird fucking energy bro like i remember i think i told this on the podcast one time i remember i met this dude at um i got invited to the apex legends season two launch event in, in la um yeah flew me out and i met this one australian youtuber and he seemed i mean i'm not gonna lie i, I was, i'm gonna keep it a buck i probably would never fuck with him but i was forced to hang out so we don't get to, we didn't get to pick our seats when we were recording content they put us in groups of threes and we didn't get to pick our seats and i had to sit next to him so i was like you know i introduced myself out of courtesy you know because you never know you can't judge a book by its cover but based off the energy he was a little weird i could tell he was socially awkward he don't leave the house a lot or whatever but he seemed just like, I thought maybe he was just like socially awkward in the sense that he was just a weird gamer. 
Um, but we ended up following each other on Twitter because I just thought he was a, your average socially awkward gamer or whatever. I follow this dude on Twitter, and the first tweet I see from him literally like a few hours later was him making a racist Mexican build the wall joke. Um, fucking one of his... Uh, he, he posted a comment on his YouTube. Somebody left a comment on his YouTube, and they called him an idiot for his opinion on... He was talking about Apex Legends and I guess some things that he wanted to see changed, and the dude in the comments on YouTube called him an idiot um and don't get me wrong that was he shouldn't have did that but the the youtuber took it to another he took it to another level he replied to that comment um and i guess the dude's name was like juan or something juan gonzalez or some shit like, i don't know it was some it was some hispanic sounding name he responded to that comment and he was like trump should build the wall or whatever i'm like when i and then he posted the shit on twitter and he i guess he thought it was funny he thought it was like cool or whatever and i'm like all right bro if you wanted to roast him because he called you an idiot, cool. But you didn't have to like talk about him being like Mexican or whatever. Um, so basically, I unfollowed him. I'm like, fuck out of here, bro. That was literally the first tweet I ever seen from him. I'm like, look at this bitch ass nigga, bro. I just met you at an event. I talked to you in your face, but then like deep down, you're actually a fucking racist prick. And like, fucking, I'm not, I'm not tolerating that shit. Like, chaos is fucking Mexican and GI. I'm not tolerating that shit, bro. Fuck out of here. Um, so yeah, just watch how people move. I think. Is what I would say. Let me get a swig of this motherfucking water. Any tips on dealing with kids? Oh, my bad. The next question comes from Wise Young, and he says, any tips for dealing with kids, five to six-year-olds, having a hard time getting them to pay attention and follow directions? I help them with reading and writing, and they like to move around the classroom, specifically young boys. First of all, I appreciate this question because that means you pay attention. Or maybe it's just a coincidence. But for those of you unaware, I used to be a preschool teacher in my past life. I know, hard to believe. But not really, because I'd be teaching y'all niggas a lot of shit. Anyways, um, this question was cool because, like I said, I was a preschool teacher in my past life. Um, how to get people to specifically the kids to pay attention to you more? Um, so when I worked with kids, specifically young boys, he was saying, because the young boys do be having a little more energy. The girls, girl, little girls love, um, they love men. Like, they'll listen to you. They, they hang, like this sounds fucked up but like me working with kids i understand why a lot of grown women have daddy issues because when i was working with kids the little girls used to hang off every little word that i used to say they used to love me and like fucking i it, it's it's almost it's almost like a daunting task because it's like you don't want to do the wrong thing because they're sitting there they're 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 listening to everything you're saying and they start soaking in the information and start speaking speaking about you but that's beside the point speaking like you i mean uh advice i would give for working with kids um the things that were taught to me in my training and they work really well is um make sure you get on your knee get on eye level when you're speaking to them when you speak to kids when you especially other people's kids um kids are very smart do not listen man my kids were some of the worst well they were some of the most well-behaved kids in my fucking building fucking um matter of fact i worked i worked as a preschool teacher like four four or five years i don't remember it's been a while since i quit it was like four or five years and um my my classroom won best classroom in the building two years in a row and all the other years we were in contention and one of the things that the other teachers used to always say in the break room to me is that like i have some of the smartest kids and i have some of the most well-behaved kids um and the reason the reason being is like you had to what i was taught in my training is you had to get on knee level you had to get on your knee and speak to them uh oh my bad my dumbass the reason I brought up the, the I had some of the most well-behaved kids because I was saying like kids are very smart. 
The only time my kids were ever act up was when there was an inspector in the fucking building. That shit used to piss me off, bro, because they knew they would just give you like that look. Like, <laughs> because when the inspector's in the building, you got to be extra nice. You can't you got to take their bullshit. But that's beside the point. Um, I was taught in my training, get on your knee I, and be on the kid's eye level when speaking because kids are very intelligent. Children don't like to be spoken to. They like to be spoken with, if that makes sense. Like talk, talk to a kid. Talk to your kid like you talk to adults. Don't be cussing, obviously, but you get the point. Don't limit your vocabulary. Don't um, don't baby. The worst thing you can do to kids is baby talk. We used to always say as teachers, like it might sound fucked up, but as a teacher, we used to always say in conversations and private conversations, like in the break room, you can tell which parents talk to their kids based off how how big their vocabulary is. You can tell. Um, so make sure you get on one knee. A lot of times when you speak to kids, that's what I would always do. And make sure you're on their eye level. Don't don't stand above kids and look down and talk down to them because then they feel like you're literally talking down to them, not even just metaphorically speaking. Get on their level and actually speak to them so that they can actually feel what you're saying. Um, and I found that that always helped when speaking to kids. Um, another thing that would help, especially with young boys, establish early on in your classroom for kids. They are not your friends fucking my kids love me i am very silly um i can be a very silly person i used to always make my kids laugh but business always came first you better learn the motherfucking abcs you better learn the motherfucking shapes and colors i'm not playing bro and if you get that shit then we can party and we can have a good time we can have snack time and recess and shit like that but like i would all establish early on if you if you haven't done this i'm sorry you fucked up and you're gonna be always working towards trying to establish that you're not friends with them but like i would always tell my uh, like bro i'm your teacher i'm not your friend um it's not even like being it's not even about being mean to them it's hard to explain how you do that it's just about ex- it's about establishing that boundary early on. Like, um, as a man, you have an advantage over. And like, the women used to hate this shit because they used to always tell me this. I used to work in a building where I was there was there was two hundred women and there were only four men, and I was the only men man in my wing. Um, and like, the women used to always tell me they hate like the fact that like the kids would listen to me because to be honest, like, don't be afraid to put some bass in your voice. I used to put bass in my voice. Like, you need to sit down. We about to have circle time. Like that's how I used to spot. That's how I used to speak. You can't be like, you know, we just. I really want you to sit down and circle time. And you got to establish early on. You got to establish your dominance. You got to be the leader of the pack, bro. These little wolves, bro. You got to be the leader of the pack. Be like, you finna sit down and we finna have circle time and we finna talk about our feelings. That's what we doing today. If you speak, that's how I used to always speak to my kids. I didn't. Um, I used to put a little bit more bass in my voice. Um, so establish early on that they aren't your friends, but also, like I said. Uh, speak to them on on eye level so that you have like a they have like a certain level of respect to you so then they also can be your friend and not at the same time if that makes sense um and then also spend more one-on-one time with kids um that can be really hard to do but make sure you take the time for your kids don't be trying to speak to them all just in groups make sure to pull kids off to the side and really help them because a lot of times and it's statistically proven a lot of times a lot of kids act up stick strictly because there's there's not enough teachers in the room they're not getting enough attention so they're acting out because they're not getting enough attention um freaking it'd be like 20 kids in a room and only like two teachers so like if you can try to pull a kid aside and like just speak to them for like two minutes if they need help they'll appreciate that and and you'll earn their respect more um and don't give up yo the kids need you doc they need you uh i enjoyed being a teacher it just didn't pay enough that being said (laughs) uh my last question last but not least it comes from blue note gaming and he says how do you check someone that tries you 
specifically someone that isn't motivated to get the work done. Have you ever had experiences in your work life where you had to check someone? Yes. Honestly, this actually is the answer to this question is kind of similar to the same way, like with the children question earlier. Establish early on in the workplace. You are not there to be friends and they are your coworkers. If they ask you to hang out, if you're the new guy at your job, they ask you to hang out this weekend. Nope. They want to go get drinks. Nope. After work. Nope. Like, man, I'm here to punch in and punch out. That doesn't mean disrespect anybody to be like, hey, man, I just want to keep it. You know, this is the workplace. Do not do establish early on that they are not your friends. And then also, if they're not doing the work that they're supposed to be doing, give them a couple warnings and be very stern with them. Put that bass in your voice. And if it's not working, I'm going to be honest. This is your job. This is your livelihood. This is how you pay your rent. And what they do affects you. If they're not doing their part, it makes you look bad because it's a team effort. I'm not going to lie, bro. Snitch. If you gave them a couple warnings and they're not doing their part, I'm snitching, nigga. I'm snitching to the fucking boss. Be like, hey, look, man, this dude is constantly sleeping or he's on his phone. I've given him multiple warnings. I tried to work it out in the building because I always feel like you should try to work it out amongst yourselves before you start talking. But this ain't no criminal shit. This is your livelihood, bro. Go let the boss know that he ain't performing up to fucking because the reality is. If you keep letting that motherfucker play on his phone or not do the work that you're supposed to be doing, their bad work can be a reflection on you because at the end of the day, what you're doing at your job for that company is a group effort. And if he's not pulling his weight, it's going to pull you down. So snitch, my nigga. Fuck that shit, bro. Because at the end of the day, you got to pay your rent. He don't pay your bills. Fuck him. How about that? I don't play that shit. I didn't, I didn't play that shit at work, bro. Fucking this motherfucker. You, you told we told you supposed to clean the room. You didn't do it. All right, but I got something for you fucking um but yeah I've, I've had to deal with that shit one of my biggest problems with like in my past like when i was a preschool teacher like i said i worked in a building where there were 200 women i was one of only four dudes and i'm gonna be honest i was the best looking dude there i was the, i was the most swaggy too the bitches loved me there i ain't gonna lie i was knocking i can say it now because i ain't working there i was like i was i was fucking like eight of them teachers <laughs> I was fucking like that. This was like in my whole phase. I was fucking like eight of them things in the building. I ain't gonna lie, bro. And fucking, fucking a couple of them. This damn net. A couple of them found out, but that's beside the point. <laughs> like I, I think I said this in a previous podcast. I found this out from working with children because I didn't really know if I like kids or not until I got that job. Fucking women love a nigga that's good with kids, and I was very good with kids. That pussy get wet, dog. So the dude, wise youngin. I'm telling you. Put some bass in your voice. If they see them children respect you, that pussy rate is going up. Them teachers love that shit, dog. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, I had to deal with this shit in the workplace, though. Like people not doing their job. Uh, one of the main things I had to deal with, like I said, I used to work with a ton of women. Um, and like, I'm not trying to sound cocky. Like this is this is the honest truth. Uh, fucking chicks used to come in my room. We used to have like rooms and chicks used to come in our room that, that worked in a different room. And they used to come in and they just speak to me. And that shit used to piss me off because I'd be trying to like when I'm working with my kids, I legitimately was like into working with the kids. I wasn't trying to talk to women. That's not why I went to work and shit like that. Um, and like I used to have chicks coming in there. I remember the worst one I had was I had this one chick. This bitch was fucking. She was straight ratchet, bro. Ugly. Ugh. She had a. She was pregnant. She was fucking pregnant. And she was living with her baby daddy. Mind you, the baby daddy. Mind you, she was living at home. So her, her mom and the baby daddy was all living in the house and she was pregnant coming to work, working with the kids and shit. But she would come into my room every morning and on her lunch break, leaving me post-it notes and love letters and shit like that. Telling my coworkers, please give him my number. I told my coworkers, tell that bitch, leave me alone. 
get me the fuck out of here. She was like, you should be my new baby daddy and shit like that. I used to have, I used, I had this one chick. She, um, she told me, um, oh, I love the way that you, that you, uh, handle my daughter. She loves and respects you so much. You should, you should consider being her new father. I had multiple women tell me this shit, dog. I'm telling you, I'm like, bitch, get the fuck out my face with that shit, dog get out of here and, and it gets to like it's funny at first like these stories sound funny they're funny at first but then it's not funny when it gets in the way of you trying to do your job like i'm legitimately trying to teach my kids i'm trying to do circle time and they're coming in the room just bugging me and shit that was something that i had to deal with um and like i had to check people i'm like look i don't want to fuck you you gotta relax i already got chicks i'm fucking you don't know which ones they are like <laughs> because i tell them chicks to lead keep it on the low but fucking yeah chicks just be coming in the room and shit like that fucking bugging me that shit was fucking annoying bro that's part of the reason besides the fact that i was getting overworked that i left bro chicks don't be full it really breaks my heart that you niggas be out here simping and shit bro it really breaks my heart because these chicks is thirsty out here bro you just gotta be on your shit i'm telling you there's nothing they love more than a nigga that's about his business that's good with kids that get money you don't gotta do a lot of talking when she see you about it. When she see you about it, them panties is coming off, bro. I'm telling you. I don't know how I got on that topic, but that's beside the point. Fucking, if you dealing with people's energy and they not, they not doing what they supposed to be doing at work, don't let them bring you down. Because end of the day, especially in a time like this with this Corona shit going on, if you still getting hours, it's a blessing to get those hours right now. Keep that shit a hundred. People's getting laid off. Don't let nobody bring you down. Snitch snitch because at the end of the day that's their problem whatever that's all i got on my show notes hopefully you guys enjoyed the show if you did make sure to rate the show five stars on apple Podcasts. because remember that's how i move up in the algorithm and that's how i get more listens also if you want to financially support the show because i am broke and i'm also always constantly dropping gems i would really appreciate a donation if you want to drop a donation go to redcircle.com slash hokage thoughts and you can donate whatever you see fit it can be 25 cents it can be a dollar it can be 50 dollars it can be a hundred dollars whatever you like everything is appreciated i will always be thankful um other than that that's all i got on my show notes hopefully you guys enjoyed the show and i will see you guys on the next episode of hokage thoughts